Day-to-day podcast. I'm your co-host, Johnny Crossway, and I'm here with my other co-host, Mr. Glenn Taramaki. Hey, how you all doing? Grateful to be here. We're really excited to be here today. I'm calling in live from beautiful Eagle Rock, California and Los Angeles, and Glenn is calling all the way from Melbourne, Australia. We're doing an international podcast on the Skype because uh, that's just how it is right now. Um, yes. But today we're, we're going to co- talk about a couple of different things. Um, you know, we're going to talk about mental health and a few other different things with athletes. Um, but how about them Warriors, bro? Those Warriors, man, they lost by 30. They gave up a 31 point lead uh, the other night. Everyone was making fun of them. And then uh, they won <laughs> by over 30 tonight. And it's back to your regular wow. scheduled programming. I mean, think about all the pressure that athletes have to go under on a regular Absolutely. basis, especially professional athletes. Um, and, and college athletes, there's a tremendous amount of pressure, not only for them on themselves to perform, but from their coaches, from their peers, from their friends, from their family, and from the fans, if you're at the professional Definitely. or collegiate level. Um, so it's really hard to cope with that, you know? And there's yeah. a lot of, there's a big issue around mental health these days, especially in America with suicide um, and depression going on. Um, Absolutely. I don't know what, what it's like in Australia. Can you tell me what it's like over there? Yeah, like it's, um, I feel like the playing field is fairly even when it comes to people just looking for alternatives as to what they're going through. And as you said, athletes, and I definitely feel like finals time and in that when you're in those moments of finals, it's literally like it's a one-off moment. So you know you've got to perform. So like that type of mental capacity to be able to cope with that, it takes a lot of effort. So to be able to turn something around like that, you really got to have something on the inside of you that gives you a stronger perspective so you know that you can have a different outcome. And um, I definitely feel like that's the same with what's happening over here in Australia. You know, mental illness and health has been something that's been covered quite a lot. And a lot of different people are doing a lot of different techniques to help people move through those patterns. So yeah, it's definitely a strong... It's, it does take a lot of effort and it just takes a lot of listening to be able to understand yourself more. Um, coming working with kids for six years, working in different schools, it's, it is really about building a stronger perspective. So, and being an athlete, like you've only got one focus and that's being an athlete. Yeah, I mean, mental health is important, not just to prevent suicide, but it can lead to long-term, you know, physical disease. Um, and really affect people in their day-to-day lifestyle. And in particular, athletes, um, you know, anorexia and bulimia have the highest mortality rate from mental health disorders. Um, I mean, anxiety is the most common disorder among athletes specifically. Um, Yes. And, I mean, just some startling statistics that I've found, you know, 300 million people around the world suffer with depression, according to the World, World Health Organization. Wow. 6.7% of the U.S. population experienced depression. Um, so that's like at least 10 million people in the U.S. alone. Um, so it's hard. You know, there's studies done on how to prevent depression, how to treat it. Um, it's just still early in the game and people need our help, you know. So what do you think is the best way to tackle depression? Yeah, I definitely feel it's a it's definitely a tricky topic because it's obviously an individual sense of understanding. 
having worked with so many different young people on this topic, it's always come down to just having the ability to share a perspective because when you're young, you're still building an understanding as to how the world works. And you've come with an experience that hasn't shown you everything that life has to show. And, you know, we don't know everything that life has to show us in the first place. However, when you're still learning about it, we don't really have a deep perspective or wide lens. We don't have that peripheral vision to be able to see what's around those corners. So having worked with young children, it's really just been about listening and being able to give them another understanding as to what they're actually going through. And, you know, it can be some, it can be something small that gets them. It can be something large that gets them. It could be friends. It could be family. And you've really just got to touch base with what really motivates them to make them happy because the total opposite of depression is happiness. And to build someone's happiness, you've got to know what drives them. So when working with young kids, it's always been about understanding what they're going through, but then moving from what they're going through to understanding what gives them enjoyment. And I've actually taken a lot of these young kids onto the basketball court where they just free flow with everything that they're thinking and they just give everything they got. Because when you're playing basketball, playing a sport, or you're moving the body, you know, your body's not stagnant, it's moving, and it keeps your mind moving at the same time. So I definitely feel like physical exercise allows the mind to cope with what is happening and just allows you to escape not just escape, but it gives you an outlet as to how you can exhaust those energies. Yeah, because well, most physical just exercise, like, yes, uh, obviously boosts serotonin levels. It's a lot of studies have been shown that it releases and produces serotonin, and serotonin is yes. like your happy chemical that's released in the brain um, when you exercise. Um, but not just exercise itself, because exercise incorporates a lot of different factors that contribute yes. to mental health. Um, such as you could go to the gym, right, to exercise, um, but it could be that social interaction that you see when you hug a friend or say what's up to a friend. That, yeah, could, boost, that could improve your mood. Um, Absolutely. Even just being outside, exercising outside, whether you're walking or running and getting sun, just being outside yes. in nature and getting sun can influence that as well. Exercise can also prime the body for stress in other areas in life. You know, if you're exerting yourself through exercise, um, you can definitely prepare yourself for similar situations in the real world yeah that's uh, absolutely correct because like they've always said you know being in motion is way better than being stagnant and if you're moving your body's energy then something else is happening within the body and if that's happening then you have the ability to think about other things and just moving like you said being outside like being outside for 20 minutes people always say People have talked about this for a long time. Just being outside, taking your shoes off and putting your in the ground can really ground you and give you a different type of understanding and thinking purely because the energy level from you grounding yourself is very different to you being in the environment that you've just previously been in. So even if it's just 15 minutes outside, they've always said 15 minutes outside can do a lot for a person. And I've I, that would obviously be part of why... You know, young people always open up when they're when we're outside playing basketball because you're outside, you're in nature, you're moving, you're talking to someone that wants to listen to you, and that's one of the biggest parts about mental illness is you know feeling valued. You know, most of it's about feeling like, am I worthy? Am I valuable? Does anyone know me? And that self worth is 
that self-talk and self-worth is one of the biggest elements as to what mental illness comes with. So developing people's self-talk is definitely up there with you know, helping people move through different parts of their life. Because what I've always come to understand is that self-talk can either tell you that you are correct or tell you that you are incorrect. And there's a common saying that says, if you say you can or if you say you can't, you are most likely correct both times. And that is the exact same. Yeah, Henry Ford says, if you think you can or you th- if you think you can't, either way, you're right. Yeah, the richest man in exactly. The world. Um, yeah. You know, it's talk really, is really something powerful. that's not talked about. Um, people laugh it off usually that hear about it, they scoff at it. Um, yeah. But self-talk is really important. I mean, the best way to learn something, for one, is teaching. And the best way to teach it is to teach yourself. Ask yourself questions <laughs> and try to recite back the information that you just learned. Um, and it's also called self-talk. There's another word for it, um, auto-suggestion, which I first yes. learned about from the book Think and Grow Rich that was written by Napoleon Hill. And auto-suggestion means just suggesting to yourself positive things over and over and over again because all day long we're bombarded by negative information from the news, from the media, uh, from TV. All it is is just negativity, right? So if you have all that negativity coming from the news on your phone and on computers and TVs and then you have your negative you know, friends or family members that are getting or laughing yeah. at you for starting I... your own business or trying something new or whatever it is, so, someone's doubting you, right? you got to yeah. figure out a way to cancel all that out and balance it out. And a positive Absolutely. thought is a thousand times more stronger than a negative thought. Um, and people need to realize that are feel- people that are feeling depressed, people that are feeling down, they can bring themselves out of that funk and only they can do it. Yes. Sometimes they just need someone to talk to. Sometimes they just need someone to express themselves. Everyone does, right? But they ultimately know that they have to do it themselves. And the best thing that I do is I reach for the best feeling thought possible. I'm not feeling positive all the time. You know, sometimes I feel down. Sometimes I feel negative or I doubt myself or I worry. We all do it. We're all human. Yeah, exactly. But I try to reach for the best feeling thought possible. I try to acknowledge, okay, I feel bad right now, right? Like your emotions are your biggest indicator of how you're thinking. If you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling bad, that means you're not thinking the right thoughts. Uh, so you just got to be like, okay with that and not judge yourself for having those bad thoughts. Don't be mad at yourself. Right. But say, okay, I was having bad thoughts. What's the best feeling thought I can reach for right now. And that's going to bring your vibration up because you can't go from depressed to happy, but you can go from depressed to bored or angry. That's better than depressed. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely believe that and raise your vibration gradually. You know, it's hard to jump from depression to happiness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is quite a big step. Um, And at the same time, understanding that obviously what motivates people is totally different, completely different, and nothing motivates everyone the same. So, you know, what makes you happy might, you know, be very different to what makes other people happy, and that's exactly how it's meant to be. So having the ability to be mindful about that gives you the ability to listen in to someone that needs that help or if you're there then they just want to be heard so yeah i definitely feel like you know having the ability to be self-aware of that self-talk is definitely up there with what's going to help you move forward yeah i mean what do you say to yourself you know it's all about suggestion auto-suggestion 
Um, what are you internally thinking about on a consistent yeah. basis? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you was talking about, the surroundings as well. Like, if you're hearing it from the left side, you're hearing it from the right side, then you probably have to just count some people out. And, you know, that's something that we do mention with, with young people and with people in general. Like, we know people who create relationships that aren't good for them, but they do the same thing all the time. You know, like, like you said, you know, at the same time, that person has to learn how to help themselves. So, you know, there's only so much that you can do when you're actually trying to help someone out. If they don't walk themselves there at the same time, you know, they're not going to be able to value what they're actually going through. Because it is a great stepping stone to learn from yourself at the same time. Like, going through any type of, any type of situation or adversity gives you the ability to break through barriers, you, you're, you're able to break through a layer of skin that you thought was never possible and now you've just become a stronger person. So like there's always an up from that. There's always an up from it. And going back to exercise, I mean exercise, like I said, is correlated with a lot of things that lead to relief from symptoms of depression. Um, you know, I think about it, it's like I really have, I don't have as good of a day as possible if I'm not exercising in the morning. Like if I don't exercise in the morning, if I don't get my gratitude in, if I don't read, yeah, and if I don't absolutely. meditate in the morning and get that routine in and think about my goals before I start my work or my school or my basketball, man, I do not, I feel like my day is less productive and I don't feel as good throughout the day. Yeah. Uh, but when I do that routine, when I get the exercise in, when I get the blood flowing, when I get my mind stimulated, and when I think yeah. about things that I'm grateful for and I think about goals, things that I want, it's like, wow, I'm feeling really good throughout the day. So, I mean, if you think about exercise, right, it's going to make you hungrier. Yes. Eating disorders are, hu are very common uh, results from, are very common results from psychological disorders, you know, especially depression and anxiety. So it's like, if you exercise, it's going to make you hungrier naturally. And the more yes. you exercise and the more you eat, you're going to be more tired. So you'll have less insomnia. Yeah. Um, and when you have insomnia, you're going to wake up at different times throughout the day, throughout the morning, and you're naturally messing up your circadian rhythm. Yeah. So if you wake up and you don't eat breakfast for a couple of days because you wake up at the wrong time, your body then says, okay, you don't want to eat breakfast. Well, I'm just not going to be hungry at breakfast anymore. Yeah. So when you do wake up at the breakfast time, you're not even hungry, so you don't eat breakfast. Yeah. Totally missing that energetic, the ability to energize yourself. So there are circumstances where exercise isn't great for severe people with severe depression. You know, it can have negative effects. But in general, for most people um, that don't have severe depression, whether they have mild depression or mild anxiety or, or some severe stress, you know, exercise can really help with that in a lot of different ways. Because it's yeah. not only, it doesn't directly uh, improve it but it's a medium for a lot of things that improve it yeah and you said it before one positive thought is a thousand times stronger than a negative thought and i believe it was einstein that they did scientific tests showcasing that the brain actually sends out frequencies and receives frequencies so it it's similar to what they talk about in quantum physics when they're talking about you know what you focus on expands because whatever you're thinking about is either going to expand and you're going to go further into that space 
or you're going to cut that space off if it's not valuable and then grow another space within yourself. So, yeah, you said it. You said it exactly right. You know, one positive thought is stronger than a thousand negative thoughts. And the and even Hawaiians have always said, if you want something and something something's out there that you want, you send it blessings. Because if you put anything, any type of negative energy towards something, then it's not going to come to you. And if you want something that you don't have, then you must send it a positive thought because that means that you will be more attracted to it. You can't be attracted to someone that you're sending negativity to. That's just, that doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, what you focus on grows. I mean, like thoughts attract like thoughts. That's the yes. hard cycle that people aren't aware of. Is like when, you, you're, when you're thinking bad thoughts and you feel bad, you attract more bad thoughts. So that's what's going to help you know, make you more depressed. Um, which yeah. is why you got to consciously realize, okay, I feel bad. But how yeah. can I fix this? Okay, well, if I feel bad, it's because I'm thinking the wrong thoughts. What thoughts am I thinking? And then observe yourself think. And when you yeah. acknowledge those bad thoughts, consciously change them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that self-awareness part and self-talk part is the biggest part about it. Because if you are able to catch yourself, like that's the biggest part to it. If you never realize what you're doing wrong, then you're never going to change. So it's like having the preservation to understand that you can change and to have the ability to be self-aware to understand okay look you know instead of using this type of language i use that type of language that can totally change your perspective and that's what will give you a different outlook and that's really what you want absolutely yeah so i definitely feel like you said it the best with the one positive thought that that just changes everything like one positive thought is will literally triple and quadruple and yeah, triple into but the thing is for people who are depressed or for people who are struggling mentally and they're feeling down more than they are feeling good uh, it's hard to just use self-talk to get you out of that place like it's extremely hard you got to have some yeah. freaking conscious discipline to be able to mentally think yourself out of depression like that yeah. is extremely hard. Cognitive therapy does work. It is shown to work, but that requires, you know, an expert that is helping guide you through the process. You know, self-talk yeah. is more of an individual thing. It can be learned, can be trained, can be worked on, but you should at least start and just be conscious of the negative thoughts that you're having. And so in the meantime, when it's hard for you to think positively and your bigger ball, your negative ball of energy is bigger than your positive ball of energy it's going to be hard for you to think yes. positively all the time consciously it's going to be easier for you to think on that negative thought pattern because you've been thinking that way for so long so yeah. in order to get to that positive ball bigger than the negative ball you have to use environmental fat you have to change your environment like you said not just the friends around you that are negative you got to cut them out you got to add positive people into your life you got to add positive yeah. things that are influencing you in your environment so Maybe that's watching a motivational YouTube video once a day, reading a book exactly. five pages a day. I make sure that I read and I listen to audios every single day because they're positive and they influence my mind. Whenever I'm feeling bad, they make me feel better at least a little bit. And I also make sure yeah. I attend events on a regular basis, events from people who are like-minded in my industry that are high, very successful, high energy, making money, people that are smarter than me, people that are my peers, and I'm exchanging energy with those people. And that also is improving my mood 
on a regular basis. It's also Absolutely. advancing you forward in life. So the environmental influences of books, audios, and people in a positive manner can help you stay positive in a world that seems to be very negative um, and can be that way at times. So, and that really helps, especially when you're not so good at controlling your thoughts consciously to think positive and help you feel better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Self-talk can definitely get you so far, but having other people around you that you can implement into your life that you can actually like speak to, even if it's for five minutes, you know, and asking for help, a lot of people don't ask for help. So remembering at the same time that asking for help doesn't make you weak. It doesn't mean you're not strong. You know, we all have been at that phase in, in our own lives where we've seeked help for something. And if you don't know an answer in school, what do you do? You put your hand up. And if you didn't, then you just try to look at the person next to you. That's pretty much what I used to do. Yeah, but think, let's <laughs> but, think about that for a second. You know, Why do people not ask for help, right? Especially with athletes. Athletes, as a population ask for help less than any other people than other yes. people in the world yeah they ask yeah, and that's more than anybody right and yeah they, you could argue that they might need it the most yeah absolutely especially with all these professional athletes coming out in the nba you know like kevin love um demar DeRozan, uh people yeah. are coming out and expressing that hey they deal with mental depression even though they're professional super athletes and superstars and famous like they're going through it too. Yeah, same over here. There's quite a few Australian athletes that have come out and spoken about that. Um, Andrew Fafita, he plays for uh, Cronulla Sharks. He actually came out talking about how it was either it was yeah the, one of the Fafita brothers came out and just said that how he's been battling since you know since he's ever known. Yet he's an incredible athlete, super talented, very skilled, but just needs that extra effort to help him through the day. Yeah, and the stigma around it, like, as an athlete, as there's an a, athlete, general a general stigma that, st hey, you're supposed to be strong because you're an athlete. Absolutely. You're supposed to be mentally strong, physically strong, yeah. mentally strong, disciplined. You can, you can handle it, especially if you're the best athlete on the floor, especially if you're the yeah. captain, yeah. especially if exactly. you're the best player, especially if you're a professional athlete, especially if you're a college athlete, you're expected to be mentally strong and not need help. Yeah. So athletes that are dealing with depression, that are dealing with stress, dealing with anxiety, they're afraid to ask for help because they don't want to be seen going to the counseling office. They don't want to be seen getting mental help because they, they're also worried about what people think about them. Yeah, so exactly. We need to help. We need to eliminate that stigma and make athletes feel comfortable um, going to get mental help, letting our friends be comfortable about getting mental help and asking for advice, especially if they're feeling about thinking about committing suicide or anything of that matter, you know, and sometimes you just need to reach out. Yeah, absolutely. And you said it, you know, reach out because, you know, we can, we can definitely be there for everybody and as many people as we can, but at the same time, like if we don't know that we have to reach out, then we're never going to be there. And it's not that we don't want to be there. We definitely want to be there. You know, I, I feel like it's a common thread between a lot of people and definitely between the both of us that you know, we would be there for anybody that actually needs us. And that's purely because you know, we, we obviously just have a different perspective about life, but at the same time, we want to help people. 
Yeah, so if you're listening and you're struggling, you know, feel free to reach out to us on social media anytime. Always. We're here, uh, you know, so don't be afraid to reach out. And don't be afraid to reach out to your friends, too. You know, they might seem happy, Absolutely. but you never know. Just check in on them, whether it's an employee, a friend, or a family member. Call them, say thank you, I love you, and uh, get on with it. <laughs> Yeah, because you like you said, you know that that word love that that's a really strong word. It's similar to the word gratitude. Doesn't have the same energy level, but you know having the ability to find what you're grateful about and be able to focus on that will actually draw you further away from what you were previously thinking about. And there's actually a book. It it's a wealth book uh, by T. Harv Eker called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And um, you think that it's all about trying to understand money, which it is. However, the first part of the book, he says, go 24 hours without complaining. And every time you do, catch yourself. And like that ability to like see that what your perspective is telling you either might be correct or might not be correct. However, complaining about things that either can't be changed or aren't true should just not be filtering in your mind. So the sooner you can rid of, get rid of that, you know, the, the more you have the ability to think about other things. And um, I just found that a very powerful tool because I found within 24 hours that I was sharing things with myself that may or may not have been true. So it actually gives you the ability to stimulate positive thoughts and honest thoughts and allows you to be more self-aware because when you're self-aware about yourself the way you communicate to other people is the same and that gives you the ability to then learn more about other people learn more about yourself and by doing that you're able to grow yourself in another way so it's a really powerful tool yeah so gratitude I mean, as Bob Proctor says it, he, he says it best. He says, gratitude is the quickest way to mental adjustment and atonement. It's the Powerful. quickest way to raise your vibration. It's the closest alignment to source or, or God or whatever, you, whatever religion is you want to call it. Yeah. Um, it, is one of the high, it is the highest vibration there is, is gratitude, being thankful, truly thankful. Right. And that's why I write down, you know, five to ten things every day that I'm grateful for, things that I'm grateful for now and things that I'm also grateful for in the future. Uh, yeah. You know, goals that I've been thinking about as well. So just constantly living in a state of gratitude, being grateful that we have our basic needs met for us. I mean, we have it better than 99 percent of the world because a lot of yeah. people don't have a, a roof over their head or clothes to wear or they don't know where they're going to get their next meal from. Right. Yeah. So we got to use the resources that we have and help other people. I mean, that's like really all I can think about doing. And everyone's going to help people and give back to the community, give back, give back to society in their own ways because everyone's unique and different. Absolutely. Yeah, and as you were saying, you know, we're, there's also a couple of uh, studies that have shown that 95% of the world live with less than $2 a day or, you know, less than $10 a week. Jeez. And that's, you know, like that's huge, like absolutely massive. You know, we're talking about the planet here. It's <laughs> not just the Western cultures, but we're talking about the whole world here. And that's why there's been a lot of people that have said, if you've got $10 in your bank account, then you're richer than 98% of the world. 
So it's like it really is up to us to create a better future for ourselves because we can. We Most of us have a roof over our heads. Most of us have the ability to have food sourced and can find a meal every day at any time. So for those that don't have that ability, it's not that, you know, it's not necessarily that they're at a loss for it. However, you know, we're not spending the time and the energy to have to think about those thoughts. So we have the ability to think about other things. And that's where gratitude really comes in. Because at the same time, we are flying on a planet through a galaxy. And, uh, <laughs> like, that on its That's own... It's a miracle that we are alive. Like, we yeah, had a 1 in 400 billion chance of becoming humans. And, yeah. And uh, here we are conversing over the internet, <laughs> the ether. Yes, exactly. And, you know, if the comments didn't come, like like two a billion years ago to bring water to this planet that we wouldn't even have water which is what we're made up of so it's like if comets came from a very very far place away then we must come from somewhere very special we are stardust my friend et phone home 